On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we talk about the Tiny Ten. So yeah, on this uh, episode of This Is Game Boy, we're going to be talking about the Tiny Ten Number 9, which was revealed, what, two weeks ago now? Two and a half uh, weeks ago? When this comes out, it has been two weeks, yeah, because we thought yeah. this was going to come out on the same day, but uh, uh, yeah. we mixed up our and schedule. My, my light episode came out instead. Yeah. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, but before we dive into the uh, ten tiny ten games, uh, what have you what have you been up to, Mo? Uh, well, I've been playing a lot. Like um, 2019 has been a really good year for me so far. Uh, weirdly enough, I have not been playing that much Game Boy, but it's it's getting back on track. Like at the start, uh, I was a little bit more focused on newer games. Um, I'm still doing that basically, but I've also been knocking off uh, a lot of uh, games for my portable pleasure streams um so I'll, I'll quickly go over them um and i hope i didn't mention these last time i don't think so but uh maybe i did um first there was desert strike return to the gulf um i guess everybody knows the strike series um it's been around for well it's, it hasn't existed in a long time but that's a, um, that's a tough game on game boy yeah it was really fun actually um i love the strike games i've have fun memories of playing them on Genesis mostly. Um, I even have like a controller that is shaped like a helicopter. <laughs> uh, what is it? Joystick? I don't know, but it's really cool. So you can use that to shoot. That That's pretty nice. So um, I was excited to play the Game Boy one. I actually picked that game myself because there was nobody around to pick a next game. And I was looking and I was like, mm, yeah, this, this might be fun. Um, yeah, it's a very short... Well, compared to the other games, it only has three missions actually. Uh, so you, once you know oh, what to short. do, yeah, wow. you can you can get through them. But the missions still take like half an hour each. Um, plus, I game over it once, so it took me around two hours to get through. But it's a fun game. It works just as you would think it work. The only thing that is missing is the straving, so you can't like dodge bullets as easily as you would be able to on a console version but um it doesn't really matter like the rest is the same you can look at your map where all the upgrades are well the, the refills are and where your missions are and uh, so you can see what you have to do so it's it's a pretty fun game looking forward to play jungle strike as well um and i went to an expo and i found um soviet strike for playstation one i had oh, no that's idea a good that game. i have that yeah, so I, I checked that out. It's also really cool. It has like those cutscenes you see in Red Alert games, like the the full motion videos, actually actors playing it. So I really like that style. Um, and apparently, there's a fourth game called Nuclear Strike. So those are the four strike games. So I'm I'm gonna look out for that other one as well. Cause yeah, I, I just enjoy those games. They're nothing really special, but they're always fun to play. Um, I did some sports games. I was like, um, yeah, maybe I should do some sports games again because I checked my list and I have uh, one fourth of all the games I still have to play are sports games. And I was like, yeah, I have to do a block again because um, otherwise they're going to be 
in that list until the end of time and then I have to do nothing but sports games. Um, <laughs> actually, somebody picked a game for me, which was uh, Madden 95. Oh, what a good game. <sighs> um, look, I can't really say much about those games because the biggest problem for me is I do not understand American football at all. I understand what you have to do. You have to get the ball, of course, to the to the touchdown line. Um, but you always have to pick up your tactic. Which tactic are you going to take to either play defense or offense? But in my mind, it does not make sense because you can never guess what the computer is going to do anyway. So it just feels like stupid thing line. to choose like it doesn't make sense to me so i play those games i play one match um if i make a goal or whatever it's called in that sport i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> well there's field goals and there's touchdowns i know but um yeah I, I played one match and i was like yeah i'm moving on i don't care um then i picked on my own i picked uh nfl quarterback club 96 Oh no. Because oh, no. because NFL Quarterback Club is actually a bunch of mini games and that game takes literally 6 minutes to get through. So I was like, yep. "Oh yeah, I'm going to knock this one off my list very quickly as well." And then I started the game and it's just a regular football game. And I was like, "No, don't do this to me." So again, <laughs> I I played one match. I managed to get one touchdown and that's it. So I lost what is it? 6 points to 78 or, or whatever okay, say is that the one i watched where like they're beating the patriots are beating you like like 67 to like 12 or something probably like that. Yeah, yeah i can imagine but yeah hey I, I made one <laughs> touchdown so i guess i completed it whatever <laughs> you could play an entire season on that game but yeah i don't care watch, so watching you play american football games is probably the most watch honestly watching any european try and play an American football game mm-hmm. is pretty entertaining <laughs> because like American football is just so different than any other sport. Like it's kind of like, sort of like rugby, but it's also kind of, sort of, kind of like soccer, but it's also kind of, sort of <laughs> not like anything at all. And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. watching you all try and make sense of that sport is, is very comical. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand the basics, but it's just like all these, the blitzes and, and things like that, all those strategies you have to choose. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I can see the, they always show you what the play is. And you yep. choose it, and then you're like, yeah, and now what? Like, so, yeah, I, I just, I'm trying to get through those football games as fast as possible. I have it's five a, left. It's a strategy. It's a strategy. Yeah, it is strategy. But like I think, if it's yeah, like a first down, they're probably going to run the ball, so you want to blitz or stuff the middle. If it's like a third and long or like a third down, they're probably going to pass, so you got to do some pass protection. <laughs> that doesn't it's make strategy. any sense to me at all. But, yeah, th- those are not my games. I think for most Europeans, those games will never be fun so yeah i'm I'm just playing them so people can at least see the game if they want to pick it up themselves go ahead i cannot say if they are good football games or bad football games i have no idea like the only other one i played is is blitz probably uh and that's like a a silly football game so yeah i could fill it on that for game boy like Madden 95 is honestly one of the better football games. It's actually better than Madden 96 and Madden 97 somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Tecmo Bowl on the Game Boy, honestly, like isn't all that great. It's a really, really, really dummy dumb version on the NES. 
Um, yeah, I played it at that NFL, one as well. NFL quarterback club is is pretty bad. <laughs> NFL football is pretty bad. Bo Jackson is pretty bad. Like honestly, like if you're going to play a football game, like Madden '95 is probably the best option you have on Game Boy. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's from a person who knows the sport. So uh, I'm not. I'm just not the person to to talk about those games. So I rather just play one match of them so people can actually see. Yo, this is how the game works, and then you can check it out yourself. Like I have no pleasure in playing those because I. I just don't understand. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I again, I was playing that sports block. So I picked Pocket Golf, uh, which is a Japanese-only game, which came out in 1998. So it's one of the late, oh, wow, last late Game one. Boy games that, that came out. I was expecting a mini-golf game because of the title, Pocket Golf. Um, it was not. It was just a normal golf game. So it's it's pretty much the same than uh, normal Nintendo Golf, but you're playing against a computer and not just on your own. Um, there's oh, a 1v1 cool. 18 holes track and there's a tournament 18 holes track. So uh, I played 1v1. It was all right, um, nothing special. I, for a game that came out so late, I felt like it could have done a lot more than just be basically a carbon copy of, of Nintendo Golf. Um, so there, there's nothing more to say about that. Like all the golf games, they're pretty fun, but they're nothing special. Um, I, I think those mini put games are a lot more fun than, than the actual golf games. So um, I was still looking at my own list, but Lex was in chat. So she picked a game from the sports list uh, called Battle Dodgeball. <clears throat> again Japanese only game and that was something I was not expecting it's actually <laughs> um, what is it called like tech you fight I always forget um, Compati Heroes um, like the mini mini versions of the Gundam and uh, um, what's it called Common Rider and things like that it's actually a dodgeball game with those characters uh it's always two on two matches you have 10 teams you can pick from i believe like five uh good guys and five bad guys um the way it works is you have two people on the field you have like the guy in front the guy in the back and then there's three people around the sides of the opponent's team and um it's you, you just have to destroy each other, like literally. You have to get their HP down and then you move on to the next section. Um, it also has RPG elements with it. Um, you start with your basic stats, but at each time you play a match, whether you lose or win, you get experience which you can put into uh, stuff like your power, um, your defense, how fast you move and stuff like that. Um, in order to win the game, you have to beat the five opponent teams 10 times in a row and each round they get better and better stats um i think i made it up until the seventh one so far and now they're just literally one hit killing me so it's getting really <laughs> really tough um, but it's a really fun game but it's it's gonna take i'm gonna say four hours to beat it so that's pretty long but it has a save function which is really cool well, that's good yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that's the one I'm stuck at right now. So my sports block is far from being over. So I've only done four games so far. But I'm trying to knock off at least ten before I uh, play a quote-unquote normal Game Boy game again. Um, 
There was one other one, racing kind of falls under the same category as sports for me. Um, Lex picked another one of the Kampati Hero <laughs> series actually uh, called Kamen Rider SD, Hashiri Mighty Riders, uh, which is a racing game with all versions of Kamen Rider. I don't know, there has been like 10 so far maybe. Um, you pick a team, you, you either pick a team of three of them and then you have to uh, do, I'm not sure what it's called, but pass a torch, I guess it's called. Um, you finish your track, you touch the other guy and that guy does another track. Um, you have three teams you can pick from, so there's nine different stages and if you get through them, you win. The other mode is a tournament mode or a Grand Prix mode, I guess it's called, which has eight stages. You can pick any of the 10 characters in the game and you just have to finish first every time but you have unlimited continues continues so you can just keep on playing it and playing it until you win it wasn't that hard i think i finished it in half an hour or something well that's not bad but yeah that, those are those japanese only games because i also play the japanese games that i sometimes run across so that's i, I want to play fun. speed racer on game boy it's japanese only probably <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even know that existed, but sure. All right, moving on. Uh, besides sports games, I played Jolly Boy, which was a surprise for me, at least. Um, the moment you start that game, you're like, what trash have I put into my <laughs> Game Boy? Um, it's a very strange game. It has way, way, way too many levels. Um, there are six worlds with each have six stages and the boss fight and in each stage you have to find a puzzle piece because you need all six to enter the boss fight and you also need to find a key in one of the stages it doesn't say which one um, but it's it's mostly pretty easy to find and then you can actually open up a new world um, but yeah the game really grew on me after a few levels um, it has weird mechanics you transform into a whole bunch of different Things like you, you've become an umbrella, you become a table that bounces uh, towards the wall, you become a helicopter. It's it's interesting, but it's not really a good game at all. Like, don't get fooled, it's not good, but it <laughs> was playable and I actually had fun with it. The weirdest thing about it was when I came to the end, um, when you defeat a boss, you get a like some kind of yeah i don't know item um it's kind of random what it what they are and you give them to a guy at an elevator and he says to you i'll meet you soon you get in the elevator bam credits and i was like wait is my game broken or what is going on is there supposed to be more uh but apparently not only in the super nintendo version you actually go into a different world and on Game Boy, it just stops right there. I guess they ran out of space, maybe, because it is a really long game. Um, so yeah. they, they skipped out on that. Um, there's also a Jelly Boy 2 on Super Nintendo. But that is actually not Jelly Boy. That is Smart Ball, which was made by the same people. Um, they just called it Jelly Boy 2 in Europe, I think. And it's kind of confusing. But it's actually Smart Ball 2. Um, there was going to be a Jelly Boy 2. And as far as I've read, they actually finished that game. But they just never released it. So, well, very, what very the code strict. is out there? Probably, yeah. 
but that's on Super Nintendo, so that's that's definitely not on Game Boy. Um, then you, console. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then <laughs> sure. <laughs> Right. Okay. Then you picked a game for me called Night Quest. Um, that's a it's a fun RPG slash kind of a strategy RPG. Um, it's very easy to understand. It's it's very easy to know what you have to do and where to go. Um, I think twice I got a little bit confused about where to go, but there isn't that many places to go, so um, you get around very quickly. There is not that much grinding either, but you will have to grind because otherwise you're going to get destroyed in, in later places. Uh, but yeah, that was a very fun game, but sadly it's a, it's just a little bit repetitive, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a game everybody can get into for sure. So It's it's baby's first... first um open world game basically yeah yeah like uh, i would usually say if you want the most easy to understand rpg of all time just play pokemon uh yeah but but this might be a, a good step into maybe strategy rpgs um not not as much as like fire emblem or uh final fantasy tactics where you have to move your characters um it still uses just a normal battle system but you have to choose which attack you use on which enemy and yeah, so so that's where the strategy yeah. yeah but yeah it's a it's a fun game at least um okay after that pld picked a game for me <laughs> um called alfred chicken and oh, i'm sure no. everybody knows alfred chicken because it has been on literally everything um, the last version came out on PlayStation 1, I believe. Um, a lot of people said to me, Oh, but this is an easy game. This is going to be no problem at all. Those people <laughs> have probably played either the NES version or the Game Boy Color version. And let me tell you what the difference is. The NES version offers you four stages. That's it. It's four stages. Is it an easy game? Mm, it's kind of difficult, but you can easily get through it, especially because it only has four stages. The Game Boy Color version offers you a password for each stage you beat. That's pretty cool. You can just pick up where you left off. Game over, no problem. I can just replay that level infinite times. Here comes the Game Boy version, however. There's two versions, actually. There's the European and US release, and there's a Japanese release. Um, EU and uh, US came out first. This is the original version of the game. It will break you. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievably hard. It has 11 stages, and after the third, uh, the seventh... And the 11th, there's a boss fight. First two boss fights are nothing. Um, they're really easy. You just stay in the upper left or upper right corner and you shoot and you win. The final boss, however, is the biggest RNG fest you can imagine. Um, he just goes wherever he wants at a speed that is four times your speed. And you can barely dodge him if he actually goes the way you are standing. So it's really hard. Plus... He has two forms. 
So <laughs> that's that's just crazy. Um, besides that, the original version has zero continues and has no passwords. So once you game over, you have to restart the entire game again. Um, so the first time I was playing that, I actually made it to the seventh stage or the sixth stage. I died, so I had to restart, but I knew what to do in those stages. Now I knew how to get the extra lives, no problem. Played it again. Was in halfway through the 10th stage. Game just hard locked on me. It was just over. I couldn't do anything anymore, so I had to restart again. Luckily, Lex came into chat and she said, Hey, there is a Japanese version of this game, which actually has a Super Game Boy border and, and colors and things like that. So I booted that game up. Um, I checked that out. There was also a warp, but that's in the original as well, where you go from the first stage to the fourth stage. Um, I looked into the speedrun. You can actually better go to the third stage and there's a warp to the eighth stage so you basically skip most of the game problem is you will have way well not enough lives if, if you're not familiar with the game so that will not help you at all so i decided you know what i'm just gonna restart again um on this uh japanese version because it's a little bit more colorful so that's pretty cool and i tested how the theory because uh, there was a stage select in that. If you game over in the Japanese version, you actually have continues. Um, I'm not sure how they work. They started with three. I managed to make it to the very final stage and final boss. Then I game over it. I had three continues. I game over two times again. So you would think you would have two continues and then one. But suddenly I had four. So... <laughs> Not exactly sure how the continue system works, but at least it offers you continues. And that is a big sigh of relief if you're playing this game for the first time, just because of that last boss. Um, but yeah, anybody who's picking this up, maybe go play the Japanese version if you want to, or play the Game Boy Color version. Because not only does that have... Um, password so you can play it as much as you want if you game over there's no boss fights in it either so it's just a watertown version of the actual game uh yeah that was it was a thing i got i got a little mad at the end there because of rng boss <laughs> do you get mad at a video game <laughs> sometimes yeah yeah it, it had been going really well this year until alfred chicken came up <laughs> But yeah, that was, uh, that was the last Game Boy game I played, at least. Uh, what else have I been playing? I did a race of uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers a few weeks back. Because I know how to do that game fast, I do not know the actual speedrun strats for it, but I've been playing that game since I was four years old, so I knew how to play it fast, so I just... Uh, just was like, you know what, I'll, I'll join. Um, there's this group doing a speedruns weekly, and that was their game, and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll join up. This is this is actually fun for me. Me speed running. That's <laughs> that's something you barely see. So so yeah. Um, besides that, I've been playing Fate and Fate Chapter Two. People who don't know that um, Fate is a free game you can download unless you want a deluxe version. Then it's a dollar or more. Uh, Fate Two just came out, which is the sequel, of course. That one is a dollar or more. Uh, but it's an Atari-styled horror game, and it's really, really cool, and I love it. And 
I can't wait for more. So um, if you want a cool horror game, maybe check that out. Especially the first one, because it's free. And if you don't like it, then, well, uh, nothing lost, I guess. Um, and yeah, then there's a new game I just started, uh, which is Sekira uh, Shadows Die Twice, which is the new... Like people are calling it the new Dark Souls game. Um, let me tell you, it uses mechanics from the Dark Souls games for sure. It's hard as nails as a Dark Souls game, but it plays very differently. It's more like a mix between Tenchu and the fighting style of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, it's really interesting, but it's of course quite tough. But yeah, I'm... I just barely started the game and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's it's nice flying around uh, the map with, with a grappling hook. So <laughs> it's always fun to do. I don't know why. And I kind of like, like, he's a shinobi. Um, like, I also like Onimusha a lot where you're a samurai. And I, I always enjoy those Japanese fighting games, I guess. No, that's pretty cool. And just before we started the podcast, I... Did a Tiny Ten Remix run, 10 Game Boy games, um, and that took me a little bit longer than expected. It took me almost three hours, uh, but I'm totally ready to race next week now. <laughs> Look at you doing the Tiny Ten Remix too. Yeah, I always do those, because this is my chance to actually play the Tiny Ten games <laughs> instead of just commentating them, so yeah. I did all the artwork for it, so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to run on it. I don't want to do half those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe you can do commentary with enemy or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. No. We'll see. I asked him if he needed it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. He did it on his own last time, I think, so. Yeah. It's tough to do 10 games. Four runners, 10 games by yourself. Yeah. That's... Well, he he's used to... Commentating right, yeah. on his own, so so yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing when it comes to uh, gaming since the last time we recorded. What else am I doing? Um, we talked about this in the past, I think, on the podcast as well. But I'm like redoing the GB Runners website, integrating it with a lot of like your and Lex's project, which you're gonna talk about. So. No. I'll leave that to you, but I'm I'm just working on the on the template graphic wise, so so we have something nice, and you can kind of see which way it's going if you visit the Tiny Ten Nine page. Um, that's like kind of a preview of it, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, what have you been playing? Um, nothing. <laughs> okay moving I, on I don't, I don't even stream anymore are you kidding me? <laughs> my 11 subs are just in the dark right now <laughs> um no i've uh <clears throat> as far as gaming has is going i've got into uh, grand theft auto rp so so role playing right. and uh that's that's been an adventure in itself i wanted to try something new i needed to get away from Game Boy, I need to get away from... Like, I, I do so much retro stuff behind the scenes. Like, I, I need to get away from it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have a I have a character named Chet Morrison. He's a big pharma CEO from Alabama. It's <laughs> a good time. Dr only drives American trucks in GTA. It's hilarious. Um, okay. 
But uh, outside of that, uh, I really haven't played much for games. I, I tore apart the N64 last night and cleaned up everything, and I got it working again, consistently working again. So uh, maybe I'll slap in Doom 64 and show Crazy Awesome how to play how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Crazy Awesome is doing an N64 challenge, and he's on his second game, which I chose for him, and I chose Doom. And he is just having a grand old time with that game. <laughs> I think he's on like day six of Doom right now or something. <laughs> he's like eight hours into wow. the game. And I'm just like, oh, you're not even halfway through the game yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad uh, he's playing it on Dolphin, though, because um, I oh, would not he? be able okay. to watch otherwise because I get car sick. No, or he's playing Project, Project 64. Oh, pro- yeah, yeah, Project 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dolphin is GameCube and DS, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, if I would have to watch it in the original graphics of the N64, I, I would just have to throw up after five minutes. So. I, I popped in WCW Mayhem last night. Through the Framemeister, it, it doesn't look too bad. Mm-hmm. From console to Framemeister, the upscale definitely helps a lot. But, yeah, if I didn't have the upscale and I, when I was playing that, I would be... I'm like, man, the Game Boy had better graphics than this. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, as far as gaming goes, GTA RP, basically, just to get out of my own head. Um, like I said, I've been doing this a lot of behind-the-scenes retro stuff. Um, I've been data archiving and cataloging everything Game Boy, basically. Mm. Um, so I own around 202 Game Boy games. So I've been going through going through those DMG codes, documents them into Legs' spreadsheets so we have them cataloged. Um, going through and scanning all of my Game Boy manuals, which I'm upwards around like 75 <laughs> Game Boy manuals now. Um, trying to get those scanned in. And each scan takes around like 30 minutes to do because of the DPI I choose. Um, scanning my Game Boy carts so we have you know a, a high res of the actual label. Um, Scanning the Game Boy boxes, so we actually have boxes if we ever need to recreate them or just have them in general. Like I scanned the Froggy game box and showed them, like, hey, we can do this now. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of just Game Boy in general, I've been cataloging my other collections. So my NES collection, my Super Nintendo collection, and my N64 collection. I haven't even ventured into Virtual Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, or any of the Sega Sony consoles yet. Or Microsoft. I'm just not ready for that yet. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like it's like oh, 200 NES games, you know, 100 and some SNES, 100 and some N64. And, like, I know I have at least that in, micro- in Microsoft and Sony games as well. So it's like, I'm just not <laughs> not looking forward to that at all. Yeah. And then I, I have universal game cases for my Super Nintendo and N64 games. So printing off, la- printing off labels, cutting them out, figuring out cost effectiveness with that. Like, is it cheaper to do it this way or this way? And yeah, it's just a lot of work. Uh, I've built a couple uh, of repro boxes um to see how they fit and see how to construct them and figure out the best way best and efficient way to doing that and yeah that's pretty much all i have been doing is data archiving cataloging and staring at spreadsheets for like three to four hours a night (laughs) it's fun times it's good stuff and i keep pestering men over mars i'm like hey like 
need that Game Boy Adventure logo that I asked about at the end of January. Like, hey, mm-hmm. need that logo. And then once he gets me that, then I have to video edit 210 videos for Game Boy Adventure and post them to YouTube. So I can't wait to do that either. Um, <laughs> and then obviously um, getting ready for marathons coming up. Like I have Shaq food. I'm running Shaq food at Speedy Fist. Um, Fist of the North Star. I still don't know how I'm going to commentate mm-hmm. that. Fist of the North Star and Titus the Fox at Retrothon. Um, I got to commentate KDL stuff at uh, uh, Pixel Pixel Four Piece, uh, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast about all the stuff going on. But it's like I just have a lot going on. I did all the artwork for the Tiny Ten Remix Two, which is going to happen when this episode is released. Yeah. Um, yeah, just been exceptionally busy. Like too busy to the point where I just I haven't had time to really play any video games at all. Yeah, I think for me there's also gonna be like a little break from streaming just to to get everything ready because otherwise that website is not gonna get done. I just need to to actually take my time for it. Um, yeah, like I don't know. Like I, I redesigned the the home page so far. Like. Just thinking about, look, what do I want to do with it? Uh, how is everything going to be be shown? That already took like two hours. Um, like it, it seems so simple when you actually see the image of it. But the right. thought process that goes with it just takes a lot of time. And, um, and the yeah. yeah. And the, like, well, that, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not even my thing. So I, I'm just literally like, doing I, I, the design. Like, yeah, because like I coded the Tiny Ted page. Like yeah. you, you gave me you gave me the design. I took it and put it into HTML and CSS. Yeah, and like that took like every break I had at work for uh, two weeks. You know, because I just I don't have time to do it at home. At least not right now. So that's like every every like fifteen minute break I had at work, I took and put time into the tiny ten page. Like I I did some lunches over it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to make sure we had it up in time for reveal and everything else. So. Yeah, it's it. Like people see us playing games all the time. They're, oh, hey, they they have a lot of time. They're just playing video games, but it's no. <laughs> it's crazy what we do in the background, actually. And and like we're not getting paid for anything, so it's it's all just a hobby. But they're your passion project. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of hours that go into that. And like I said, um, all this archiving and cataloging Game Boy data and and manuals and. Um, getting scans for for the cover art and even the game cartridges and stuff like that. It will all be used on the new GB Runners website. Like GB yep. Runners was just made specifically to let people know, hey, this is how you need to speedrun Game Boy games. But it, it's become well, it's becoming so much more. It's it's gonna be like. Hopefully the best way to find any information about any Game Boy game that is out there because we're already putting in the hours of playing the games and and reviewing them basically so and collecting them as well so why not put some effort into and it's a lot of effort it's not some effort actually <laughs> but uh, it's a yeah ton of effort. yeah it, it's a lot of work <laughs> to do and and yeah we're doing a lot we're doing a lot like we're like, even a little bit behind on these podcast recordings like yeah. Lex, Lex always only has like five days to to make yeah. make hats out of it but yeah it's like we we're doing a, a lot 
we used to give legs like two weeks, three weeks, almost a month, you know, it's like edit, edit a video. Now it's all, oh, we have a video that gets re- or a video, a podcast that gets released next week. We should mm-hmm. probably record this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, crap, you're right. But like, I like legs and I discussed database uh, patterns and relationships the other day where, you know, people are just like, who cares about that? It's like, well, if it doesn't work right, then it's going to be inefficient. It's going to suck, you know? So it's like, there's just so much behind the scenes stuff that's happening that, that no one sees. Everyone just sees, oh, you just scanned a picture or, hey, you're just playing a video game. But it's like, yeah, you don't understand, like, what you don't understand the bigger picture of what this is going to entail mm. and like all the communication in the back that we've had yeah it's it's crazy like <laughs> resting is not really a thing anymore it's no. like get off from work and start doing stuff just to get it done so so yeah. i can have like maybe two hours before i go to bed that i can just do nothing yeah. and then i just lie awake for two hours thinking about oh maybe i should do this or that <laughs> so yeah. it's it's one of those cycles i'm actually pretty exhausted today probably because of that and i had a break from work actually so <laughs> it's uh yeah it's a lot of things sundays are usually my my I, like, I usually pick i usually make one day of a week that's just for me and it's usually sunday yeah where it's just like i'm not going to do anything like i'll stream if i want to but i am not going to do anything related to this database to this game boy thing nothing yeah exactly uh, that's that's usually my day off as well then i'm just in my lazy chair watching movies or yeah i just watch twitch all day and eat or that's amazing Hmm. (laughs) but uh, yeah no i i hope to get back to game boy adventure soon i i have a i have a List of games that I need to play. Like um, we hit the one thousand view mark on King James Bible on right. YouTube. So like uh, I had and I, I and legs picked Spiritual Warfare as our next Bible game, mm. which is really unfortunate because um, <laughs> that game is long. <laughs> um, so I got I had that in the queue. Uh, I have a lot of games in my request queue. In the re- in like from like 2016, but the reason I haven't played them is because there's no information about them online mm-hmm. at all, which was another big reason why the three of us are pushing this so hard. Is that like Monster Truck Wars, for example? You you can't find anything online about it. You can barely find box art of that game. Um, so like I I had I own a cart of it. I need to scan it for a high res image, you know. But I need to figure out how to actually play the game. Like I don't own the manual. There's nothing online that tells you how to play the game because when you look up Monster Truck Wars, it just tells you about Gravedigger and whatever else from the Monster Truck things that happened in America. So it's just like, it's it's really hard to find this information. So um, that's why my request queue, like if you request, if you're listening, if you request a game I haven't played yet, that's that's the reason why. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying, I'm trying to gather that information up so I, I can play it. Um, but yeah, no, I have, I, I do plan to get back to Game Boy Adventure, hopefully within, hopefully in April, um, probably mid, late April, um, mm-hmm. hoping to go back into my normal streaming schedule, maybe next week, but it, you know, it's, it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto streams or something, something just really, really casual and away from my retro day to day right now. Yeah. Yeah, a good example of games without any, like, 
uh, information about them was Swamp Thing for Game Boy. Oof, um, yeah. It took me like, I would say, two weeks to find out the information on how to actually play that game. Um, I, I went deep on the internet, very deep, to find <laughs> any information about it. And eventually I found... Somebody describing, look, these are actually the controls of those game of, of that game, and then I was able to actually play it. And two days later, somebody has speed run it. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, they did what it what like is that? Twenty happening? minutes or something. Yeah, I, I was like, is this because of my video that? Because my video, if, if you watch my video of Portable Pleasure for that, I actually take like 10 minutes to explain, look, this is how you have to play this game. These are the controls. Because there's nothing about this game anywhere. There's no game facts. There's no scans for a manual or anything. So, yeah, that's, that's one of those uh, things that yeah, I, I do behind the scenes just to be able to even play a game and yeah i can see there's a lot of those out there as well uh, mostly you, with uh... oh go ahead sorry <laughs> mostly with uh facts written by the amazing keyblade 999 <laughs> <It>, yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's another one too that does writes amazing game facts that's why i can't remember his name right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you if you want a if you want a scan of the swamp thing manual Someone needs to donate fifty dollars to me, and I'll buy this <laughs> manual on eBay. That's because the Swamp Thing manual is fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. See, it's it's yeah. Nobody has it. I even reached out to Jeremy Parrish for it, asking, "Look, do you have the do freaking you have manual?" Because because yeah, cause, yeah I, I, but yeah, he didn't respond because I'm just Jeremy some Parrish. random guy on the internet, of course. But, he responds yeah. to me. Oh wow! See, I, I always get. But <laughs> <laughs> like him and I have actually had multiple conversations on twitter wow now i'm very sad <laughs> I'm so... jeremy and i go way back <laughs> not sure at all but <laughs> uh yeah that's another problem too is like i i like collecting manuals for game boy stuff like i don't care about manuals for nes and super nintendo and six five give two two craps about you know those systems but i like collecting manuals for the game boy because there's just not that much information out there, but some of those manuals, man, like an Avenging Spirit manual is like $100. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not spending $100 for an Avenging Spirit manual. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you oh, know? That's crazy. Like 50 bucks for a Swamp Thing manual? No. Give me a If someone donated me $50 and said, hey, use this money to buy the Swamp Thing manual, I'd do it. You know? <laughs> but I'm not going to like be like, Oh, there's a Swamp Thing manual. There's no scale of it on the internet. I'm better to spend fifty bucks for a piece of you know for a few pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. So like yeah. that's the other thing too. Like a lot of it, like all this stuff like, costs money. As well, yeah, you know, like like as much as I would love to have a manual for all of my games and all the Game Boy games, like so it's just not feasible sometimes. Like a spiritual warfare manual is like thirty bucks. I'm like, I don't give two craps about wisdom tree enough to pay thirty bucks for a manual, you know? Yeah. Money is always a problem when doing these things, so yeah. Yeah, especially with the way the market is right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good for Game Boy. Um, yeah, it's getting worse actually, mm -hmm. and worse as and everything is like doubling in price yeah so it, it's getting a little crazy like i quit basically collecting game boy games 
uh, for now. Um, sometimes when I see a cheap one, I'll get it, but but I'm not actually looking for them anymore. Like I'll, I'll let it rest for a few years when the market will eventually crash because the, everything is going crazy right now. So that there has to be a point where uh, a lot of people will be very angry when suddenly uh, their $50 game drops to $5 again. Thank God uh, for that day. That's your own fault. Stop spending so much money on games that are not worth it. Toxic Crusaders, $500, like, get real. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, like, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't really collect Game Boy games all that often anymore. Um, I collect the manuals. Like, I found... I'm finding lots of Game Boy manuals that are that are fairly cheap, so I just been grabbing them. Like I have a bunch of manuals for Game Boy games that I don't even own. Um, honestly, I've been collecting um, Nintendo 64 games quite a bit. Like I found that library to be exceptionally cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I bought I think seven complete in box Japanese and Japanese exclusive N64 games for like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah, that's so. That's I mean, like that—that that library is exceptionally cheap right now. So, so I've been doing that. That's where most of my collecting phase is going right now. Man, Game Boy manuals and N sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So as you can hear, we've been doing a lot that is not immediately <laughs> uh, visible at this point. But yeah, um, another update maybe. Um, from our episode about Gargoyles Quest 2. Hey, I pronounced oh, it correctly. Oh, yeah, you did it. No uh, gurgle this time. <laughs> but yeah, a little update on that. We talked about it then uh, that we could not figure out if there was an 8 heart container in that game, even though the room was there for it. Good news, everybody. We actually found it. Well, I, I kind of... Hero found it. Hero found it by accident and did not realize it. And I saw it. And I was like, wait a minute there. Was that an 8 heart container? And, and lo and behold, and I, I clipped it. Yeah. Um, and I made a video about it. Because I also talked to White Hat about, um, about it. Because the he speedruns the Famicom version. Um, and... In the final stage of the game, there is actually a potion, just like in the first stage, that um, expands your heart. So if that doesn't matter how many you have, you just get one more. Um, and they use that pickup to get a fifth heart, um, so they can take three hits from the final boss instead of just two. Um, so that thing, actually, if you got all the upgrades from the rest of the game, that one potion gives you the eight heart upgrades so um there it it was and um yeah it's not mentioned in any walkthrough um it's not even shown on the maps that people made for this game so i don't know why it got lost because it was used in the speed run but nobody like realized (laughs) (laughs) that was like a thing a lot of people including us were looking for to see hmm that's weird that there are only seven so yeah we'll uh maybe post a link to the video about that that i made of it um so you can check it out yourself but yeah there's absolutely eight hearts in that game see they're a well-known game still finding stuff out about it yeah, I was really happy that I saw that on, <laughs> that I just caught it, because it was a glimpse, because he immediately got hit, and it right, went down hit, to seven like, hearts. Right away. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, oh. I, 
I, I looked out and I saw his heart thing, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, it looks like he has a lot of hearts. Like, it looks mm-hmm. like more than normal, but it, I didn't think about it at all. Like, it just didn't cross my mind. And then he got hit, and I'm like, that's the normal looking. I'm like, wait a minute. And then Mo said, like, he, did, did he just have eight hearts? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I heard they clipped it and counted them. And I'm like, and I'm like yeah, there was eight hearts right there. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that just took a few months it. for us to figure out. <laughs> but yeah, just we lost did. it. <laughs> that was a fun moment. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up this part of the podcast. I guess we're just gonna rename this. Uh, <laughs> besides Tiny Ten Nine to to something else as well, like behind the scenes or something like that. Um, but because this was a pretty long part for sure. Um, but yeah, we didn't have to talk about the history of Tiny Ten because we did that last time. So I guess this is like a nice thing. Like we're gonna talk about the Tiny Ten Nine list uh, after the break. But we also talked about what actually is going on in the background and things for. Uh, Good things to come in the near future, hopefully. Give them an update, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, everybody. So, yeah, Tiny 10, number 9. Yep, the 9th time, the 5th year. It's uh, been a long time that that I've been doing this. And yeah. Since you joined as well, setting this up. Um, first, the most important thing, of course, for people who are listening, Tiny 10, 9 will take place on May 25th, uh, 1 p.m., like always. EDT East, East Eastern Eastern e- yeah ET <laughs> phone home that's when it's happening but yeah by then we will have also we in Europe have, will also have changed the clock again um, maybe for the last time because they're voting to get rid of it so um, yeah I wish that we will, would that, just get rid of it yeah like, that would make it even thing. worse but yeah Germans. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm so yeah, that's uh, that's when it's gonna take place. Um, we did a reveal stream. We'll link that as well uh, in the description, so you can always watch a little bit about those games. We talked briefly on all the games on how to speed run them, but uh, we're gonna yeah. go over the list here as well for people who don't want to watch the reveal or something. Just listen to our podcast, you know, yeah, pop yeah. it on or drive to work, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So but. yeah. But, uh, yeah, game number one is translated to Little Indian in the City. Uh, my French is pretty awful. So it was like, Un Indian dans la Villa. Is that it? <laughs> Un Indien dans la Ville. Okay. Yeah. As you can see, I am American and I don't know how to speak French. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mandatory so. have to learn French because I'm from Belgium. So <laughs> I do not like the language, but I do know how to speak it when I have to read something. But that's about it. I, I 
can't really figure it out on my own. I have to think way too much about that language. Like whenever somebody, because I live very close to the border, really, um, for the French part of Belgium. So when somebody stops me and asks for directions in French, I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> and I know the words, but I just have to think way too. No, I'm, too I'm like that with English, it. even. Yeah. Like, someone mm-hmm. comes up to me in English, like, hey, where's this? Uh, I don't yeah. understand what you're asking, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dutch, <laughs> is my, Dutch is my mother tongue, but I mostly use English throughout the day, basically. Like, it, it's 80% English and 20% Dutch. And sometimes it's even hard for me to come up with a Dutch word. And I'm like, oh, it's this in English? But I have no idea how to say it in Dutch anymore. So, yeah. Just, but, uh... it's just a habit, really. Yeah, a little Indian in the City. The game was based off of a movie which came out in France, if I remember it. Because this is a European-only game. Yeah, it's it's a T, T, TF1, which is a, a very popular French channel, a TV channel, and they also made movies. And this is one of them. Um, you might have seen this movie's remake because America loves to remake things that uh, so that were European only. Uh, but it came out as Jungle to Jungle, which is a very poor movie with Tim Allen. Uh, but yeah, it's basically about some dudes getting some kid from a jungle and then... They take him into, like, who the big city of, well, Paris is in the original, um, but New York probably in Jungle to yeah, Jungle, and then they go back to the jungle. So it's 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 something you've seen a hundred times. Um, a lot of people will probably think, oh, this sounds like George of the Jungle. Yeah, basically. It's, Very it's, similar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the same. Yeah. The game actually flows with the movie, though. Like, the, the whole plot of the movie, you know, go into the jungle, get the kid, go to a big city, go back to the jungle. The The game actually does follow that fairly fairly accurately. Like, you start off in the jungle, but the thing with the game is that, like, it, you're, you're playing as the kid in your blow-darting snakes and ladybugs and whatever else is in front of you. And you're getting to like your your sister or whatever it is at the end of the mm. first stage. I, I don't know. I haven't. I've never watched the movie nor the Maybe American no. remake of it, because um, it's just not my type of movie. It's not True Lies. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a family picture. <laughs> but um, when you go into like the second world, quote unquote, um, you're like in a construction zone. Like you're you're like on a uh, scaffolding of a building. You're jumping over the the pits and everything else to get to an adult male at that point. Uh, so I'm assuming it's one of the guys you know that mm-hmm. gets you from the jungle or whatever it is. Um, throughout the game, I, I believe there's only four or five worlds. I can't remember off the top of my head. And each world has two sub levels associated with it. Um, it's it's a relatively short game. I think blind it took me uh, twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, mm-hmm. um, and it's super Game Boy enhanced as well. Hence why it's number one or mm-hmm. at, at the very top of the list minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's five stages, I believe: uh, okay. jungle, construction site, mines, which I'm not sure where it fits because. Um, I think the the some of the plot of the movie is that there's bad guys trying to steal diamonds from where the kid is from. Um, so I'm guessing that mine is where they're 
trying to get those diamonds from. But yeah, so it's weird that it's in between, but uh, whatever. Uh, the fourth level is on the Seine, which is the the river that runs yep. through France and, and part of Belgium. Um, so then you're there, and then you go back to the jungle. And I think the last stage is also on a, on a boat. So the, I'm going to... The very, very final stage of the game is, you're, yeah, you're on a boat. Yeah. It's an auto-scroller. You're on a boat, and you need to shoot the fish that jump out of the water. And you need to shoot the guys that are on the shore mm-hmm. throwing rocks yeah. at you or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Not sure if that is in France again or it's supposed to be on the Amazon or something like that. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's I'm not sure. at least how the game works. But I, I honestly thought the auto-scrollers were the better levels of the game. Like I, yeah, I found the uh, auto-scrollers to be a lot more fun than the actual platforming sections of the game. Yeah, it's a, the platforming is a little bit slow and wonky. Um, it's it's not the best game in the world, but it's also not a horrible game. But it's made by Titus, uh, which kind of makes sense if you play Titus the Fox. Uh, it it yeah, it just feels slowish for yeah. some reason. Uh, there they were not the best publisher of games. They were not bad either, but like no. If you played one of their games, you've played all of them, basically. Yeah. Some of the nice things with 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 the Titus publisher is that like they're I, I like the sprite work that they offer a mm-hmm. lot. Honestly, like they make sure like the person you're controlling or like the, the sprite that you're controlling, like you know you're controlling that sprite. Like it doesn't blend in with anything at all. Or like I I love I really 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 like the sprite work that Titus offers to Game Boy games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do a very good job at that. Yeah, and um, like I posted the my playthrough of it, and actually the composer of the game reached out to me on uh, on YouTube, which was really oh, surprising. Awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I I think he's either French or German, probably French because it's it's from France. Probably, but I French. but I saw that um, he he had his website on. Uh, uh, he posted his website, and I saw that he was going to a lot of convention in Germany and such. So. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. You should find a copy of it. It's a pretty cheap game. You should find a copy of it. Go to go to one of his conventions and have him sign it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, buy two copies. One that one to keep, and then one to sell on eBay for for yeah. money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's next... that's pretty cool. Like that's that's something I would never expect. But he was like, "Hey, I made the music for this game. Hope that you like it." Awesome. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Next up is a game that if you follow the podcast and follow Mo and I, heck, even legs, uh, you mm. you'll heard you've heard of. It's Mole Mania. Oh, by the way, the 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 goal for the last game is to beat the entire game. It's short. Uh, Back to Mole Mania now, though. But yeah, no, game number two is Mole Mania. Um, again, a Super Game Boy enhanced game. Uh, so therefore, it's at the top of the list. Number two, uh, we like I said, if you want a lot of information about Mole Mania, go check out. Uh, I forgot which episode it was, mm-hmm. uh, but we, like we 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 have a whole episode about Mole Mania. Yeah, episode um, eight was episode eight. Okay, two, I knew two, it was, I knew it was somewhat recent. Yeah. Um, Goal for this is to beat World 2. You can't use the out-of-bounds glitch. Uh, in speedrunning, you can kind of clip out-of-bounds and Mania and just skip to the final world or just go straight to the bosses for each world. It's not allowed um, for for this. You actually have to know how to maneuver through the puzzles and the mazes of 
the first two worlds, which honestly mm-hmm. is not that hard. It should take at most, what, like 12 minutes, 15 minutes? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's really not that long. And the main reason, of course, why we're not allowing out uh, the, of bounds. The biggest is, thing is just fighting the bosses. Um, yeah, that's the, that's one I of mean, the, the kang- hardest parts of it, yeah. The kangaroo boss is easy. You can kind of like determine where it's going to jump to land on the thumbtack. The sun boss can be a, a bit annoying, um, but once you figure out how the momentum of the swinging of the sun works, it it's pretty simple. It's just it's a lot of timing for that that fight in particular, um, and making sure that you actually hit it square on and not to a side to make it swing and spin around like like mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it's just playing the game, understanding where to go, and it, that's it. It's a pretty pretty easy, straightforward game to list, in my opinion. Yeah, especially the goal. Um, but yeah, the reason why we have like an, a no out of bounds thing with a goal is because even though I'm more and more stepping away from it, I always try to put games in that the blind people can also enjoy at least. Um, and yeah, if, if you, everybody is using the out of bounds to just skip to the final stage, um, which makes the game 15 minutes long, maybe, or even less, and the other people who are playing it blind have to play the entire game. which hours. Yeah, so so that's, that doesn't work, of course. So like... Yeah, so so it's just a goal game, like with most puzzle games, and then this is fine. Like at least you can enjoy the game without breaking it. So, yep, exactly. You can enjoy all the cuteness the game actually has to offer. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we've talked about leaderboards here real quick too. So back to oh, never mind. Speedrun.com is down because it's experiencing a lot of pressure. <laughs> surprise! Oh, no. Surprise! Oh my god! Well, I can <laughs> they tell you, really them. have a bad server or something oh it's so awful it's i like you should see me trying to i i've literally given up approving games because of it mm-hmm. um so going back to little indian uh some girl has a world record in that game at 12 minutes and 42 seconds mm-hmm. and that's without uh, some of the new findings for levels sk- well not level skips but skipping <laughs> yeah. parts of the level so um it's more gonna be like a 10 minute 30 seconds record by this point but it, it, yeah. nobody has done it yet yep um mole mania any percent glitchless uh, just any percent in general we'll just go with that because that's the main category mm-hmm. uh this includes the out of bounds of uh runix runix 2 uh has a record at was it nine minutes and sixteen seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the out of bounds stuff. That's glitching right from world one to world eight or whatever it is. All levels, all level, there we go. Eighty percent glitchless is two hours basically by by mm-hmm. Runix two. So you can definitely see the time difference there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Ball Mania. Pretty much in a nutshell. Uh, like I say, if you guys want to know more about Mole Media, go check out episode eight of the podcast where Mo and I do a, a much deeper dive into the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, next game. I like this next game. It's not good, but I like it. <laughs> um, we uh, we uh, visit our friends over in Titus again with Titus the Fox. Yeah, their mascot character. And fun fact about Titus the Fox is that I knew the game existed, but I never knew it existed for Game Boy. Um, 
Like I remember seeing it for uh, DOS and Atari, but I, yeah. I don't. But I I know I never saw, I never knew it was out for Game Boy. I thought it was just one of those like weird, obscure, like Amiga, Atari, MS DOS games. But uh, lo and behold, it uh, it did come out for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the, the actual full title of this game is Titus the Fox Back to Marrakesh or, or something like um, that, but it doesn't show on the actual cover. It, it so, does, actually. It, it does? It does. It's see. very, very, very small. It's it's right oh. underneath Titus the Fox. It is there, but it is exceptionally small. Yeah. yeah it, it's something with Marrakesh, at least. <laughs> But uh, this, I, I, I like this game because I, I like the uniqueness of this game probably more than anything in itself. Um, the goal for this game is to beat the game on the hardest difficulty, which that may sound scary, but literally all of the hardest difficulty does is that makes your sprite and the enemy sprites move about two or three times faster than on normal. Um, everything still does the same amount of damage throughout the... Uh, throughout the, the game itself. Mm -hmm. Still the same amount of levels, still the same length, just faster moving. But I, I find the game intriguing because there's no boss fights. Um, and, like, the enemies, for the most part, you just avoid. Like, it's just finding, like, the secret paths and managing through a puzzle, basically. It's, it's like a platformer puzzle. Like I, I find the game to be, I, I find the game to be a, a very intriguing, unique Game Boy game. Like it's not good, but it's not awful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, unlike Jelly Boy, which is actually awful but still interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, like world, like so there are six worlds in Titus the Fox, and each world has two sub stages associated with it. State World One, you just literally just hold right, and you're pretty much good to go. St uh, world Two and World Two Level Two, like going through that stage casually is a nightmare. But like, all you have to do in the speed run is fall off the first the first ledge at the start of the run or at the start of the stage, hug the left wall to activate a, a hidden passage that takes you to the very end of the stage. Like. Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot of little things like that throughout the game, which it 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 makes the it makes the game fun, interesting, but also a little bit irritating because the triggers for those hidden passages or for those hidden ladders or whatever else in the later stages are very very finicky. Uh, you you need to be very spot on to like on the whatever it is to trigger uh, those things. Um, but. Uh, Record for this right now is by Finn the Fox at six minutes and forty two seconds, uh, which was about a month ago. And I know uh, I learned this game right when they made this leaderboard, and it took me I think forty five minutes to learn the game, and I have a seven minute run, so I'm I'm a few I'm, a, I'm twenty seconds behind the record holder for learning the game in forty minutes. Um, there are a couple glitches that I don't do at all, so. I mean, it's a very, very easy game to learn. According to Infinite Mystery, there is limited continues, but I, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I never hit 
that, I guess. But maybe there is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, do have a quick question, though, because I'm looking at the cover art, which is yes. kind of cool, I guess. I mean, it's very cartoony. I like it. Um, yeah. Why are there two foxes on the cover? Oh, because at the end of the game, you save your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, but so, that is okay, not no, your girlfriend, no, no, though. No, that is just right, another no. fox. In co-op, I, 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 test, I tested this. Oh, there is a co-op there. There is a co-op option to this game. There is a two-player option to this game. Um, the two-player to this game is heckin' cool. Hmm. Heckin' cool. I tested it out. So, like, there's an emulator that allows you to emulate a virtual game link for Game Boy. So I opened both of them up and linked them together and opened up and opened up Titus the Fox under there. The two player of this game is you're both on the screen at the same time. You both are Ooh. foxes. And you both are on the screen at the same time. You can see each other as well move. Like you can see where each player goes. And you can and you can interact with the with the objects. Like say uh, for example I, uh, player one throws the bounce, a bouncy ball over there to trigger a switch. Player two can bounce on that bouncy ball, activate the switch, then player one can go through and activate something else. Like You, you kind of like play together with it. Uh, so an example for this would be five, world, world 5 level 1, where you need two bouncy balls to get to the finish. With one player, you need to backtrack. You need to activate the ladder, Grab a ball, throw it up there, backtrack, grab another ball, yeah. and throw it up there. If you have two players with co-op, each player would carry a ball, and then you would just have one person activate the ladder, go up, throw it, have the second player jump on the ball, drop the second ball. Like It makes that level faster. Um, it's a very interesting co-op, and I would love to speedrun it with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a super, super cool two-player game. Yeah, that's, that's really... It's really nice. Sadly, that that such a cool co-op is wasted on on like a lesser game. Uh, but yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I I, I didn't either. I noticed they had a two-player option, and um, Finn the Fox came into my chat and he's like, "I don't know what the two-player does at all." And I'm like, "Well, let's find out." And then that's how we found out. I'm like, "This is mm-hmm. super cool." So SGDQ 2019, if you're gonna be there, let's run Titus the Fox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Titus the Fox literally is just. I would say, play the game, maybe watch a run of it. That's it's about it. It's a very easy game. Yeah. Blind, blind. I think it took 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, same for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And next we got, we got a big boy game next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the one that a lot of people are scared for, but I think they're putting their scaredness into the wrong game for the, this tiny Ted list. Uh, but yeah, this is a Mega Man 3, which is the hardest Mega Man on Game Boy, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it really is. The good news about it is that... Uh, for Tiny Ten, you only have to play until the mid-section of the game, uh, where you defeat the mid-boss, the big Susie. Um, so the first four stages you have to do are the easiest of the game. There's only one very tight jump in all of these. The other tight jumps are in the second portion of the game, so so you don't have to do those. Um, 
Yeah, it's Mega Man. Like, there's nothing more you can say. Um, it's not like Mega Man 2 where everything doesn't work correctly. Uh, this is actually made by people who knew that what they were doing. Um, so yeah, it follows the same pattern as the other Mega Man games on Game Boy. Four bosses from, in this case, Mega Man uh, 3 and four bosses from Mega Man 4. But you only do the ones from Mega Man 3 who are Snake Man, Spark Man, Gemini Man and Shadow Man. My favorite robot master of all time. Um, there is a tutorial for this game uh, made by Tremaine way back when. He was, uh, he was actually routing these games. So that will definitely help a lot. But also... Uh, be warned that the the level of play in that tutorial is a lot different than when you're just like starting to play a Mega Man game and speedrunning it. So you can play it a little bit more safe for sure. Like um, you don't have to do all these very tight maneuvering tricks um, and and going through the levels with mostly no life at all. So um, that that's that's pretty easy to get through if you just. Take your time a little bit more and don't go for that uh, world record pace. Yeah, I think my PB in this game is about an hour. And it's not because of the first four bosses, it's because of Dustman. Yeah, Dustman and Diveman are the worst stages uh, on Game Boy for any Mega Man game because there's jumps in there that are pixel perfect, basically. Insane. Like, there's a room in Dustman where it's just all spikes and you have to either take a Damage boost and then jump off a rush coil or be insane, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a hard game, uh, but luckily, like like Mo was saying, first half of the game it's it's pretty tolerable. Like you start off with Shadow, then you go to Spark, then you go to Gemini, then you go to Snake. Yeah, I would say it's even easier than the entire game of Doctor Wily's Revenge. So um, yeah. Because that, that one is also very tough, but not on this level, but because of different reasons, of course. But the first half of this game is this very basic Mega Man stuff, so there's not that much to worry about. Yeah. Um, the biggest tip I can give is just knowing what the weaknesses are for for the Robot Masters. That's why I say like you start off with Shadow, then you go to Spark, then you go to Gemini, and then you go to Snake Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll make your fights... A lot, a lot easier. If you watch the review, I buster only Snake Man, so uh, mm-hmm. that's a good time. Yeah. The world, also, oh, go yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the world record for this, like, I remember Tremaine had the record for this game for a long time, mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. three years, three four yeah. years, and uh, Prissy and Eddie went to town on this game. Um, Prissy has a twenty six thirty two in this game though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Mind you, the old record was twenty seven forty three. Yeah, uh, Endy has a twenty seven oh seven. So like Prissy and Endy, very well known speedrunners, um, went went to work on some of these Game Boy Mega Man games, and uh, Mega Man three was one of them. And uh, it's awesome to see. It, it was very cool to watch Prissy run this because it's it's such. It, it's a Mega Man game, but it's it's a fairly different Mega Man game because in Mega Man Three Game Boy, you can charge your Buster, yeah, uh, which you you can't do in the NES version at all. Um, you can slide, but you can't charge your Buster. You don't think you can charge your Buster in the NES until what Mega Man Four or Five? Yeah, four. So, yeah. but because it's like the, the 
it's like, like a all the Game Boy games, it's, yeah. it's the hybrid between three and four. So they already introduced the charged shots into oh. this one. Right. So it, it was very fun to watch watch Prissy and Andy like run this game because they went from Mega Man Two Game Boy to Mega Man Three Game Boy, and that is a big hurdle to jump. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much all. We can say about this game for like speed running wise and, and for Tiny Ten wise. I do have another remark though, because again, I'm looking at the cover here, and like a lot of Mega Man games, this cover is a big lie. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. First of all, there's like this lizard um, <laughs> besides Mega Man, which is not an enemy in the game at all. I guess it's referencing Snake Man, but this is definitely not a snake. This is a lizard. It's a um, dragon. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know what that is, but first of all, that doesn't exist in the game. Second, looking at Mega Man himself, he has some kind of cell phone attached to his quote-unquote belt. Um, no oh, idea yeah, what that is. That. No idea what that is. Also, he has some weird um, Google marker <laughs> on his back. <laughs> No idea what that is. Not a single Mega Man has ever had something like that on his back, so not sure what that is. Um, in the distance, you can see the Wily Castle, and I think it actually is the sprite they use in the game. The only difference is, and this is really cool about Mega Man 3 uh, on Game Boy, it's the only time ever that uh, Dr. Wily has an underwater base. But this is clearly not underwater. This is like on some barren desert land. So that's also a lie. And then the, <laughs> the, 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 the most... And everybody will know this. Mega Man is shooting at the castle, which is cool and all. He is Wait. shooting four lemons. Let's see, he has more, more lemons out. Four lemons does not exist. He can only shoot three lemons at a time. So, yeah. Like, all the, all, all these covers for Mega Man are always so weird that I don't know why. Then you have Dive Man over there, just chilling. Or Drill Man, or whoever Dive it Man? is. I, I, think it's, I, I think it's Drill Man, but it I could also be Spark Man. It could, yeah. It's like a hybrid Drill, Spark, and Dive back there, just hanging out. And, like, they're as tall, they're just huge, they're like a giant... Yeah, compared in the perspective this is showing, it's he's almost as big as Wily's castle in the background. <laughs> I don't know what this is. What like, a great! I never looked at the cover this close before. What a great cover! Yeah. It's a cool cover, though. I mean, it's it is cool. But yeah, it's it's it raises some questions. I don't yeah. think wow. your head is supposed to go that way either. But I'll let it slide because he's a robot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's smiling and blushing at the same time while being yeah. angry eyed yeah. weird so weird <laughs> uh, I always love these uh, breakdowns on covers for games. it's nothing like the like the uh, the uh, covers we have in America for Mega Man where they, they have like this realistic comic human looking guy that looks like mm-hmm. Mega Man oh it's awful they're terrifying yeah. Yeah, my favorite Mega Man cover is the European cover of Mega Man 3 on NES, where he's in the middle yeah. with Rush next to him, and then you have Wily's face in the background yep. with uh, the hats of all the um, Robot Master. That's my favorite Mega Man cover. It looks so good. It's my favorite Mega Man game. That as well, yeah. It's yeah. still my favorite game of all time to this day. And 
the halfway point, game number five. Who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Now, this is a game people should be a little bit more scared about, especially if you're not playing it before the race. The, it's a game to be scared of in a sense that you can get lost in it. I yeah. want to consider this a hard game by any means in terms of like not. enemy difficulty. But this is a game that you can get lost in very easily. Um, it's one of the, it's one of those games where you you're it, it's nothing like the NES version. For those of you listening, like oh my god, Proof Frame Roger Rabbit's awful game. You're riding that stupid. Car. No, it's it's nothing like the NES mm-hmm. version at all. Uh, well, there it's a top it, top down move around, find a building type deal. But the, the gameplay is better. You play as Roger Rabbit. Um, and it's one of those games where people tell you where to go. Uh, it, it unravels the story of from the from the movie itself, uh, where Roger goes into the into the director's office. Director gets shot. Roger was the last one there, so he's the one you know that people are calling the murderer. He goes and finds Eddie, and Eddie's the detective trying to solve the case, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you haven't watched Robert Rabbit, you should probably go watch Roger Rabbit. Um, but the, I find this game to be very, very fun. Uh, I haven't played it for Game Boy Adventure yet. The first time I played it was for the reveal, mm-hmm. and I, I found it to be very, I found it to be very fun. But I found it to be very confusing as a blind player. Yeah, for sure. So this is one of the games I would definitely be scared of, and just and scared in the sense of like I'm going to waste a lot of time in the race on this game. Yeah, because I only. It only has five stages, go. which are relatively short if you know where to go. Because this is an open world game, basically. You can go wherever you want. Some areas are blocked off because you don't have the necessary item to progress. But uh, but basically, it's an open world game. Um, it's not that big of a world. It's like only in 8 by 5 uh, screens or something. So it's not really big. But um, if you don't know exactly where to go, it, it's kind of confusing because... Most of it looks the same. Um, besides the areas you actually need to go to, they are always a little bit different. But uh, but yeah, I think the first time I played this game, it took me like two hours. But the second time, it only took me half an hour because I knew where I was going. Uh, so, huh. yeah. But yeah, goal for this game is beat the game. Um, so it should be relatively short. I think what the speed, the record for this is... 16 and a half, 16 minutes 18 seconds by Sword, Swordman Kirby. Yeah, uh, that should be a name most people probably recognize there. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this is a very fun game. I don't know if the NES game was made by Capcom, but this one is and it shows. It's just it's one of those typical Disney Capcom games, so you just know it's good. Like there's no way around it. It might not be the genre that everybody wants to play because it's it i don't know what you can call it it's like a top-down adventure game basically so um it's it's a little weird um it's not like your typical platformer that they they used to make um but it's just really interesting and and they portray the movie quite well and it's it's a funny little game and yeah it's it's just really interesting but uh, yeah, there are, those are the first five games of the Tiny Ten there. Uh, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to hit up the rest of the five games of the Tiny Ten. So stay tuned for that. 
back everybody hope you uh, hope you enjoyed that song i don't even know which one lakes picked maybe the the joker one from batman mm-hmm. um so yeah next game we got <laughs> we've actually referenced this game in quite a few episodes of this podcast yeah exactly but we got uh, magical taruru ruto kun or magical or because it's Japanese and oh, yeah. our sounds yep. are weird. So I think it's the official name is probably magical Talulutu kun. So, but yeah, it's it's written Taruruto kun. Yeah. Um, so wait, is Naruto actually Naruto? I don't watch it. Okay, I don't watch it, man. Whatever. Whatever. I know, like I know for One Piece, like you have Zoro in it, but it's actually Zolo. But uh, whatever. <laughs> this this game is beat the game. Um, I, I everyone has complained about this game. That I knew they the would. Tiny but, Ted. Yeah. I love this game. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's I so loved it much so fun. much. The first time I played it, I bought a copy immediately. So. That's something I rarely do. But yeah, this is... I always put one Japanese-only game in there, at least. And, and this is this is the one this time, so... This game is so much fun. I wish I knew what the, what the, what the menu said. Um, that's the only problem with it. My <laughs> Google Translate did not do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but uh, this game is cool. It's, a, it's just a, a platformer game. Sashroid uh, platformer. Uh, it's it's one hit one hit kills unless you yep. get this little fairy thing that assists you. Um, and this fairy thing can like transform you into like this muscle boy, which is what you want. Um, but it's 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 completely random. It's completely random, but it trans- turns you into on the like attack mode. But apparently, there's like other modes that this fairy can do as well for you to help you out. Um. It's it's a fun game, but it it, it can be pretty tough. The hitbox, my my biggest qualm with this game is the hitboxes. The hitboxes mm-hmm. are pretty bad, um, and the controls are a little sluggish. But it's 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 still a, a very fun game. Yeah, the first time you play this, it's gonna be really rough because the one hit kills. It's it's definitely a problem. But um, every time you pick up twenty whatever they are um you get your little fairy friend with you which is basically your second hit you can take um but there's also potions i think if you grab that one um you also get your fairy friend um and once you have her you can pause the game and then you have like four options you can choose from the first one does absolutely nothing apparently the second one is uh help me defense wise the other the third one is help me attack wise and the fourth one is a random mini game you can have um you don't really use any of these throughout the actual levels um it's more like going 
to the to the right as fast as you can um if you find a frog it's a one-up there's a lot of them if you know where to find them so that's always uh, nice to have depending on how far you get into the game there are continues um, like if you game over on the first stage you will not get a continue but if you advance a little further you will get continues but they're definitely not uh, unlimited um during the boss fights there there's pretty much two regular boss fights in this game um if you select a third option the attack option and by some sheer luck you get transformed into the giant guy you can actually take down bosses very quickly um the biggest example is the final boss normally he takes 64 hits to, to die Jesus. which is a lot I, like you still have to dodge all of his attacks and don't forget you only have one hit if you lost your fairy so the pattern is easy to understand but it's just a very long uh, fight if you're normal and it will require definitely some uh, some tenacity to, to get through it because it's so long but if you transform into the big dude it takes 12 hits and you're done so that's something you really want. The fun part about this game is that it's not only a platformer, it also suddenly transforms into a shmup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, why not, I guess? Suddenly you're in a, in a helicopter, uh, you're taking down Godzilla, um, and then you, you fly through the city and you take down a, a pterodactyl, I think, at the end or something like that. So it's pretty... Yeah, it's super Japanese-y. Um, I think it's based on, on a manga or an anime. Um, but it's a really cool game. And it's not the best Game Boy game. Definitely not. It's, it's kind of wonky. But there is a really good game um, on the Genesis, I think. Also called Magical... Uh, that one is... I, I can really, really recommend everybody to play that game because it's really cool. Yeah, so uh, record for Tarururururururu is uh, 15 minutes, 49 seconds by Wolfmerick. Yeah, and who, that's without uh, the big dude transformation. Yeah, who, uh, I don't know how new they are to speedrunning, but they, they're, I feel like they're fairly new to the Game Boy scene. Because him and I have worked on a few games together as well. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, Mr. Chin's Gourmet Paradise, uh, Max, and a few others. And then you're on the leaderboard, Mr. 17 minutes, 53 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I like a lot of these games that get put into Tiny Ten. I find them, I do a basic routing of them, I make a leaderboard of them, just so that they're out there so people can join them. And this was also one of them that I uh, initially did, so. Huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool cover art, though. I Japanese cover art is the best cover art for Game Boy. Don't at me on anything. <laughs> Sometimes it is, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just so it's so bizarre. Like the little fairy, like the little fairy that follows you is like kind of front, and she has like these eggs on the side of her. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Eggs? Yeah, I think those were just her feet, but sure. Oh, they are her feet. <laughs> I thought they were eggs. They are her feet. <laughs> Japanese box art is the best box art for yeah. Game Boy. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's colorful though. It's pretty. Yeah, it's it's a very fun drawn anime manga, whatever you want to call it. Like, 
the style is pretty pretty cute, actually. Bondi did a good job. Good job, Bondi. Yeah. All right, game numero seven. Ultra Nemesis. <laughs> Ultra ne- Konami Nemesis, according to this box art. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis, uh, basically Gradius. Um, a dummy, a, a, an easier version of Gradius, in my opinion. Yeah, still not sure. Like I haven't looked it up why they named it Nemesis, but yeah, I mean sometimes it's. Co- I think in Japan, in Japan, it. Nah, well, wait. I think in America it's called Gradius, but otherwhere else it's called Nemesis. So whatever. Oh, really? Well, there's already a Gradius for Game Boy. Like it's called Gradius Interstellar Assault. Yeah, but that's Gradius too. So, but it's just called. I don't know. <laughs> On next episode of this is Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ne- oh, thanks, speedrun.com. Appreciate you being down again. Um, ne- Nemesis is it, it's it's Gradius. If you've played Gradius for the NES, you have played Nemesis for the Game Boy, and vice yep. versa. Um, the only exception is, as I don't know if those level warps exist in the Game Boy version. I know in the NES version with Gradius, you, if your high score ends with a six or whatever it is, you can warp to like stage three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you like destroy like 12 of those Easter, Easter Island he- Moa heads, yeah, there we yeah. go. Moa heads, you can warp to like stage seven or something. I don't know if that exists in the Game Boy version. Not sure myself either, no. They might. They might. Yeah, they might, uh, just un- uncertain. But the goal for this is beat the game. This is a really, just very easy game, especially with the rules. Level 1 difficulty, which is the easiest. 99 lives are allowed. Like, <laughs> if you game over with 99 lives, we should, we need to have a little talky-poo. <laughs> but uh, it's it's, a, it's an easy game. Uh, you, get a, you get your shields and get your missiles, and it's pretty much... You can get a couple speed upgrades. You're pretty much set to go, even with a base gun. Um, it has its blaggy moments, like normal Gradius, but it's it's a typical shmup. Don't touch the ceiling. Don't touch the floor. Shoot the things in front of you. Yeah. That, I mean, there's not much more to say about it, honestly. No. No, it's... it's Yeah. The game, everybody knows, but a little bit toned down because it's... Uh, it's Game Boy, of course. Like I said a million times before um, on our episode about Solar Striker and, and also the light that came afterwards about um, just general shmups on Game Boy. Game Boy offers a really good platform to start playing shoot 'em up games yes. because they're pretty easy to get into and get through, and, and it really makes you um, familiar with all the mechanics that, that uh, shmups offer. So you can move on to NES or to Turbo Graphics or or whatever, or actual the arcade games, of course. Uh, those are the toughest ones. But yeah, th- this is another one of those baby shmups. Um, tougher than Solar Striker, in my opinion. Uh, but for some, it's the other way around. So it's it longer. Depends. Yeah, like this is a this is a horizontal one. Um, and wait, is it vertical? Wait. It's horizontal. No, this is horizontal, and then Solar, Solar Striker, Striker is vertical. Was vertical. Yep. Yeah, so so it it kind of depends on what you're used to. So yeah, I personally find vertical shoot 'em ups a lot harder than horizontal ones. Hmm. Like I find I found Solar Striker to be a little bit harder than Gradient and then Nemesis. Sorry, hmm. um, 
And I find I find Papa Twinby to be kind of hard as well, just yeah, because of the just because of the vertical like scrolling. Like it, it it's really hard for me to react with something coming from the top of the screen versus yeah. the side of the screen because my eyes naturally progress to the right when I'm playing a game like that, not to the top of the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, again, a shmup in Tiny Ten. I like to put these in. I think they're really fun yeah. to do. Oh. And uh, for those of you that say you can't speedrun a shmup, you're lying because there's a leaderboard for this game. Uh, <laughs> we got so there's any percent and level two difficulty. There's not a level one difficulty. I'm assuming any percent is level. Any one. percent is level one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we got Cradester. Uh, he's a he's a he's a Swede. Go go figure. All the Swedish mm. people speedrun. <laughs> yeah, it's a national sport. It really is. It's going to be the Olympics here pretty soon. 15 minutes and 9 seconds. And then we have Retro Omega, who's been around for a while, uh, at 16 minutes flat. So a uh, fairly short game. Yeah, um, definitely. It's it, six, six stages, I believe. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it is longer than Solar Striker, but uh, yeah, it's still, really, it's still a fun game. I think most of the shmups on Game Boy are fun, and I don't even like shmups, so. Yeah, uh, uh. Yeah, there are tougher ones for sure. <laughs> so, oh yeah, there's some really oh, tough ones yeah. out there. <laughs> oh man. Then next, this is this is probably the game. I don't know. I would be more scared of this game than any other game on the list. <laughs> and that is Batman: Return of the Joker. Goal: Beat the game on easy difficulty. Yeah, this is uh, one of Sunsoft's greatest, but it's actually not that great. <laughs> it's hard. Like, easy difficulty is hard. Yeah, and, and that's just baby steps compared to the other difficulties for sure. Um, I'm not sure if it resembles the NES counterpart. I have never played that game. Um, no, I've never but played yeah, it. yeah this, this is a, one of... M- my favorite games ever since I was a kid, for sure. I love this game, but it's not an easy one. Um, easy difficulty makes it easier, for sure, because there are stage hazards that just don't do anything on easy mode. Otherwise, they, you take damage from them. Like, uh, for example, one of the stages is in sewer level, and when the water rises, it doesn't do anything on easy mode, but on higher difficulties, it actually hurts you, so you have to wait as well, so it makes it... Well, slower. Um, another thing to note about this game is you have three lives. That's it. You have three lives. <laughs> no, I, I, no, there's no one-ups anywhere. Um, there's no continues. The only thing that you can get are um, health upgrades. There's uh, three to be found uh, in the stages. And there's four stages, by the way. Um, so you go from five hits to eight, um, which... Definitely helps a lot. For the speedrun, you only pick up one because it's on the way uh, through a stage and it's in the, in the final stage. Um, you can choose which stage you begin with out of the first three. The fourth one is always uh, locked behind those, um, which is the, the Joker stage. Uh, so yeah, only four levels. Sounds easy enough, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the problem is... Um, this is a very, very, very technical game. Like, you have no idea how technical this game is. Um, it uses a grappling mechanic, which uh, you use by pressing the up button. Only the up button. Pressing Only. anything 
other besides the up button will not make it happen and using that thing is very pertinent to fast travel through stages because you can basically cling on to the ceiling and skip parts of the stage. So that's going to be the main thing you have to learn for this game. Of course, you can take it a little bit more slower. You can get those extra health upgrades in the other worlds, make it a little bit easier. But getting through the levels is what the hard part is about this game. All the bosses can easily be taken down by just spam attacking them until they're gone. Um, so that's the easy part. It's just getting to know how to grapple, um, and how the, the wall jumping works and things like that. That is what's really hard about this game. Yeah. I would say if you've played Batman for the NES and you have to wall, you, you have to wall jump that game. You're forced to, especially at later levels. Um, it, it feels very similar to Batman NES. Yeah. It's um, the same wall jump mechanic for sure. Yeah, completely the same. My my biggest issue with this game is once you collect a weapon, you have to use it. Yeah, I wish there. I wish you had an option to go back to your fists. I I do wish that upon the game. I had so like the first time I played this game was during the reveal as well. So I don't have like a full. I don't have a full you know um, idea of what this game offers or anything of the sort at all. Just based off of the. Eight ten minutes I played of the game. That's this is why I, I wished. But uh, the, mm. the the speed run times of this game are quite deceptive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I am expecting our runners of the Tiny Tent to complete the game in about fifteen minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Probably Mo is as well. Yeah, like I I think I put fifteen minutes as an estimate. I know that I can finish the game on easy mode in about twelve minutes, but I also have been playing this since I was a kid, so I right. know how it works. Um, but is this if you look at the time for the actual speed run? However, yeah, we got uh, Choop Chalp Chalp. I'm calling, I, I Chalp. I'm calling him Chalp. Uh, he has a time of he's the world record holder for easy at four minutes and fifty nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fast. Yeah, makes it really sound like it's an easy speed run, huh? It really does. Like it, it <laughs> legit does. Like I'm looking at hard. Like hard is five minutes. Normal is five minutes. Easy is you know pretty much five minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you look at it, like oh no a new speed game oh this game's only five minutes long how hard could it be it is going to be the hardest five minutes of your life let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah i would compare it to uh to another sunsoft game i think uh gimmick which is pure tech like it, it's crazy <laughs> to play that game fast and this one is easier <laughs> in that regards maybe but it's it's tough it's tough if you want as under 10 minutes time you're gonna have to work hard on yeah. it yeah you definitely don't have to ride any stars or balls or whatever it yeah. is but you definitely need to understand how the grappling hook works hard game this is i would say out of all of them to be scared of this uh, this would be number two on the list to be scared of mm-hmm. in, in my mm-hmm. opinion yeah especially because there's no continues that that is one of the hardest things but the good thing is of course it's really short so <laughs> like, right. even if you like game over and it, you can pick it up back really fast and you can get through it fast but yeah you 
have to put time into this because otherwise you're going to be stuck on this for a very, very long time. Long time. Yep. Um, yeah. Next game, though. Quirk. Number nine. Yeah, a little break in between. This was a matter of time. Like, I've been wanting Quirk in the Tiny Ten for a while. <laughs> yeah, I put this in because, like... Of course, we always have to put a puzzle game in. Um, I hadn't put it in another Tiny 10 because of how short this goal actually is. Because um, it's, what, five? No, two minutes? No, like two or three minutes. Yeah, two, two or three minutes. And that's why I never put it in, really. But this one needed uh, a really easy game in between because some of these are, are actually hard. So so it's nice that this is here before the finale of, of this uh, list. I like to think on the box art, like you get that strawberry in the background there. Yeah. I like I like to think that Quirk is throwing her the finger, just walking away from her. <laughs> but he's he's not. He's he has the index finger up. I just yeah. in my in my head, I'm just like, man, he's he's throwing her the finger. Don't even care. Yeah. Um, then again, he only has four fingers, so it could be his middle finger. <sighs> could be. <laughs> all right. All right. I can I can live with it. Um, yeah, no, the goal is going up, um, easy difficulty. Uh, there's only 10, 10 maps, 16, yeah, 10, yeah, 10, 10, 10 puzzles. Maps. Yeah. Um, the biggest tips and trick here is literally memorizing the maps and optimizing your movement. So with these types of games is, oh, you have a choice between bird's eye view and diagonal pick bird's eye view. Diagonal sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, with this game, it's... So I used to have World Record in Amazing Tater, which is the sequel to Quirk. Um, the biggest things to save time on, outside of knowing the, knowing the puzzles, is your movement. With these games, the hitboxes, you can actually clip into corners and walls very easily and stall your movement, um, which doesn't sound like a, a terrible thing, but the world record for Quirk going up easy is 1 minute 57 seconds and 967 milliseconds. Yeah. When you get clipped into a wall and you stop moving, you lose like 0 0.05 milliseconds, which doesn't seem like a lot. But if you're trying to contend for world record, that's a lot <laughs> um, in, in this game. Um, so um, understanding your movement, understanding what what calls you know a wall clip what causes a corner clip is is a very big deal um throughout quirk uh i think starting on map six you can get a little friend that you gotta press select for um some of the maps required you to have require two characters to complete um just because of the nature of the map itself and you have to make sure both characters go to the finish line so Again, that adds another level of uh, another layer of accuracy and optimization as well. If you're wanting to contend for like a top ten time, um, otherwise, like I have a two minute and four second time in this game, um, and I'm not even top ten. Um, but otherwise, uh, like I expect people to be done with this game in about two or three minutes, honestly. Yeah, if, sure. if they if they practice. Going, in, going into it blind, uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
<laughs> pretty simple and um yeah for the people who learn the game they're always the same puzzle so it's not random or anything so once you know how to do the puzzle you know it and you just have to make sure you do the movement correctly and that's it yeah that's pretty much it just memorize this mem mem memorize the puzzles and you're good to go all right and game number 10 this is the game I'm the most scared of in the list, or at least I would be if I was running. And that is the the Punisher. I would not be anymore because I've played it so much now. But that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Punisher Ultimate Payback, Beat featuring Spider Man, featuring Spider Man that you only see in Stage One. Yep. Um, beat the game. Unlimited lives code is not allowed. And yes, there is unlimited lives code. Um, biggest tips and trick here is learn where your extra lives and the health packs are throughout the stage. But this yep. is a very unique game that you chose for the Tiny Ten. Yeah, the the moment I played this game, I was like, "Wow, this is actually really cool to see on Game Boy." Um, it, it's like the NES one. I think it. I think that one is a, also a rail shooter, if I remember correctly. But yeah, this is a rail shooter on Game Boy, and there's only two games on Game Boy that are rail shooters. This and Terminator 2, the arcade game. Um, the second one is definitely of a lesser quality. Both, as far as I know, are LGN games, of course. Um, but yeah, um, I love this game. Uh, I think it's a great time. It's very short, but it's very unforgiving as well, because, well, it is a rail shooter, so... And there's no, like, uh, unlike Time Crisis, where you can duck behind crates and things like that. Um, this is literally, whenever somebody is shooting on the screen, you are getting hurt. Yeah, that in the, the, yeah. the hard part is about that. It's like, they're shooting, but you don't know you're getting hit because the screen doesn't flash or indicate that you're getting shot at all. Except unless you look at your health bar and it drops mm -hmm. pretty quick. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the game itself is like if you've played your rail shooter and arcade shooter or whatever else, you, you've played this game for the most part. Um, after every stage, there's like a boss fight. And uh, the first boss, I don't know what it is. That first boss in the game just destroys me. Just yeah. wrecks me. The only way that I figured out is like if you throw a grenade at the exact right time... Um, before he he basically comes across the screen walking very slowly and then turns to you and starts shooting but if you throw a grenade right at the moment that he's gonna uh gonna change he falls down and you can like plug him a few times and then he just leaves and comes back again so you can do it without getting hurt but it's definitely not easy but i think the first boss and the second boss are the only ones where you can actually do that the other three bosses, however, I don't think you can actually not get hurt at all, so... I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, like you... the third boss is the helicopter. Okay, yeah, you can not get hurt, but you have to deal with constantly spawning enemies, which is a problem. Can you uh, get the hurt four... on the second boss? Nah, it's it's the it's the boat. Um, the only thing that can hurt you are the guys who are coming uh, through the screen on forklifts. But oh, if you right. shoot them before they even notice you, it's no problem. And there's one part of the boat where 
enemies jump out of. Um, but that only happens when that part is on the screen and it's a boat, so it constantly goes from the left to right. Um, but yeah, knowing, knowing where the extra lives are is definitely a must. Like, items are hidden behind um, all kinds of... Um, how do you call it? Uh, I can't come up with the name now. Like the stage things, like the first stage is a mall, so you shoot the windows of the shops and there's items behind them. There's oh, trash yeah. cans, Obstacles. there's items behind them. So it's always something like that. There are a lot of hidden items. Um, there are the health packs, which are very useful, of course, to regain your health. Don't pick them up if you're not hurt. Just wait until you get hurt. Preferably you do not get hurt, of course, which <laughs> is possible, um, <clears throat> but it's definitely hard. But yeah, it's best to pick them up if you're low on health, of course. Um, you have clips for your machine gun. You have an actual machine gun you have to pick up as well. Uh, if you run out of clips, you have to mash uh, to shoot because otherwise your gun will shoot very slowly with the automatic setting it has. Um, there's one-ups hidden everywhere. Um, there's definitely enough to last through the game. You cannot get more than nine lives, but you're probably never going to reach that anyway, so so don't really worry about that. But if you get nine lives before stage four starts, you should be fine for the rest of the game for sure. Um, there is also one thing I found in the second stage, which was a... Um, like, you can pick up grenades, which is your secondary weapon, uh, but there is also an RPG you can find, which literally destroys everything. Like, the second boss took three hits and... The, the entire boat was gone. So I'm pretty sure there is one hidden in every stage, but I've only been able to locate that one. Um, so definitely check out my video on the leaderboard that I made for it, which is basically just a playthrough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you can find more of those uh, extra weapons, that might really prove useful for the bosses. Um, the Ford boss is the one I do not understand how not to get hit. He's hiding in some kind of pond. There's constantly guys spawning from inside of a cave you have to deal with. Um, I think it's timed when he pops up, but yeah, the moment he pops up, he starts shooting with his, uh, what are, what is it called? A rail gun? No, not a rail gun. Like, a what's the thing that, that, it's like a machine gun, but with seven barrels and it turns around. Like, a Gatling gun. Gatling gun, there we go. He has that thing. So, he's it, really hard to deal with. Um, and another tip is do not shoot the ducks in the pond <laughs> you, you will lose an extra life actually um sometimes there's a guy hidden beneath them but just do not shoot it until you see it popping up out of the water and then it's actually an enemy and you can shoot it but yeah that's pretty much it in the first stage you also have to deal with um people who are running in the mall do not shoot them you will lose life of course um but yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah you uh you have the record in this game. Yeah, and it can be improved with at least a minute because I, I'm really bad at the boss fight, so... You have a time of 15 minutes and 12 seconds. Literally yeah, I can definitely see... <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely see like a 13, a low 13. I feel like it is possible. Uh, another tip maybe for the last boss, you see items lying on the ground those are actually his weapons uh, one of them is a rocket launcher which deals major damage to you and what you have to do is like shoot it so he cannot pick it up um and as long as he's going after that thing he doesn't shoot you either so you can like 
shoot that thing around the stage and he's just following it and then you can shoot him and, and you should be fine so but yeah if you get there with five lives or or even four lives shouldn't be a problem to beat him at all yeah he should be good yeah this is the game in my opinion this is the game to be scared of especially blind yeah that's also the reason why it's a last game um Okay, it doesn't have continues just like Batman, Return of the Joker, but <laughs> this is a rail shooter, so it's pro pretty much an auto-scroller. It yeah. takes a lot longer than Batman to get back to where you were. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, in order of, like, scared slash difficulty, like, it would be, for me, like, Punisher number one, Batman number two, Roger Rabbit number three. Yeah, like that's how I'd rank. Then the rest is kind of like just fall into place. Like I find the rest to be fairly easy. Yeah, this is definitely not the easiest list we ever had, um, no. but it's the definitely the most varied list. Like there's puzzle games, there's shoot 'em ups, there's platformers, there's yeah, it's 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 the, this is a really mixed cool. mixed bag, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Ten games. The Punisher is number ten. Just go over them quick again. India, Little India in the City in 1, Mulmania 2, Titus the Fox 3, Mega Man 3 number 4, Who Framed Roger Rabbit number 5, Magical Talu Luto Kun, there you go, number mm. 6, Nemesis number 7, Batman Return of the Joker number 8, Quirk number 9, and The Punisher Ultimate Payback number 10. Yeah, and just like always... The <clears throat> the world records combined together are sub two hours, yep. so <laughs> it's always doable if you put in enough practice. Uh, have have we had a sub two hour tiny ten run? I think Atrus might have done one of, of those. Of course, yeah. he did. He's fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah, we're gonna take another quick short break here. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some more community events. Or I got yeah I guess continue our community event discussion and mm -hmm. uh, talk about more to come with uh, GB runners and us. Stay tuned. everybody so community we have a lot of community events coming up here it's become it's it's getting to be that season yep spring is in the air and <laughs> which then which everybody is, is six doing million good. marathons a weekend now yeah. all right so first and foremost we have rgl's tiny 10 remix number two which will be happening as this episode is released um, yep. So if you are listening to this episode and the Tiny Ten Remix Two is on, hop over to twitch.tv slash retrogaminglifetv to go watch everyone running in said marathon. And yeah, including me. So including that's, that's, Yeah, I will not be on the screen a lot of the times because I put zero practice uh, into this. Yeah, like I said just before we started the podcast, I was streaming it and it took me. 
Yeah, I barely broke three hours, so I don't think uh, I'll be placing very highly this time. Last time I was uh, third. top three, third, yeah. So I don't think that will happen. If it happens, though, I will be very disappointed at everybody. So just just letting you know. <laughs> Legs will probably be running in this as well. Yeah, uh, Infinite Mystery, uh, yeah. Grand and Hero. I think Atros yeah. is even running. Um, there's a few other people. I think... Uh, no, no, she couldn't make it after. Yeah, I don't know. There there will be people, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not running in this. Yeah. I, I might commentate if, if they want me to, slash need me to. But I'm yeah. not, I, I don't play video games anymore. So mm -hmm. I just type in spreadsheets now. Um, yeah. and then we have, uh, Speedy Fists, April 12th to the 14th. So that's coming up fairly quick, a couple weeks. Um, I will be in Speedy Fists with Shaq Fu Game Boy. There is a Shaq Fu block for Speedy Fists. Yeah. It is like, it's like almost closing on the final day. It is fantastic. It starts with the <laughs> Genesis version, goes to the Super Nintendo version, then goes to the Game Boy Boy version. It is going to be... It's it's probably the best speedrun block of any marathon that's ever happened, to be fair. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Pixels for Peace, uh, which is... Um, I believe Manix helps admin this one. Manix is a Game Boy Mega Man runner. Um, <clears throat> yep. And that is going on at the same time as Speedy Fist, April 12th to the 14th as well. Um, I have, they have, they're having a Kirby's Dreamland race apparently on like the Saturday for that. So I'm uh, they reached out for me to commentate. So I'll be commentating that as well. So if you don't, if you like hear my voice, get to hear that again. Hopefully it'll be clearer than what's in this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. I'm trying to go in order here. My notes are all over the place. Oh, and we have RGL's Retrothon, uh, April twenty first to the twenty eighth. I have. <laughs> It's still the North Star Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow got it in. And uh, Titus the Fox hard mode in this as well. Um, pushing forward, we have RPG Limit Break, May 5th to the 11th. Um, I put RPG Limit Break in because there are a few handheld games in there. Um, hmm. There are... There's a Game Boy, couple Game Boy Color, couple Game Boy Advance, decent amount of PSP. So definitely go check them out, give them some love. It's probably one of my favorite marathons of the year to begin with. So I love RPGs. Um, then obviously we have Tiny Ten Number Nine, May 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So you definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Not biased at all on that. No. Um, <laughs> Then we have Summer Games Done Quick 2019, which we'll get a game list here in four days. No, game list will be out by the time this episode comes out, so we'll get to see if yours truly gets to, gets to play Shaq Fu at Summer Games Done Quick. Yeah, if they, or if there will be any Game Boy games yeah, that's true. that are not Kirby or Pokemon. Oh Could you imagine if Shaq Fu was the only Game Boy game? Oh my god! Well, what a day that would be. After Dragon Slayer, I would not even <laughs> doubt that. Oh could my happen, god, so. dude! I have a dream now. I have two dreams: Shaq Fu for opener and Shaq Fu the only Game Boy game at GDQ. All right, <laughs> um, and then we have uh, handheld heroes. Did you put that in? 
I put that in. Okay, yeah. so like I don't remember putting handheld heroes in. Handheld Heroes, uh, July 12th through July 14th. Submissions will be opening here next week when this episode comes out. So, mm-hmm. first week first week of April. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter, Discord, everything else. We'll be, I'll be posting because I'm an admin for Handheld Heroes. So, I'll be adamant on promoting and marketing and whatnot. So, keep an eye out on that. It's a, it's a good time. It's a weekend of nothing just a weekend of nothing but handheld uh, systems. So it's it's a good time. I'm going to learn Shaq Fu on Game Gear for it. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, it just never stops with the Shaq Fu. Just wait till I get an Amiga, man. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ran Shaq Fu Game Gear. It's an oh, it's a free world record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What better title than be world record holder of Shaq Fu? Um. <laughs> I, I can think of plenty, but I yeah, sure. keep a straight face with saying that. <laughs> um, oh boy! So uh, we had we had a viewer question. This this question comes up quite a bit, Mo. <laughs> it's it's one of those <laughs> questions. When is set game for Tiny Ten? Um, and the latest one, of course, is when is Mulan? <laughs> um, yeah, everybody knows how I think about that game. Um, I think it's one of the worst games that ever existed. I've played um, worse. So, yeah, I, I absolutely hate that game. But I did say something. So we're going to see if it happens. But um, it was uh, Slash... Infinity or Dead Infinity. I don't... I'm just calling him Slash. Slash. Um, so I made a promise that if on the leaderboard of Mulan Game Boy, before uh, the list gets made... Well, before the list comes out for Tiny 10 10, if 10 people can get a sub-10 time on the leaderboard before that, I'll put it in. Sub-10? Sub-10. Do I have yeah. a sub-10? No, you do What?! How do I not have a sub ten? I have a nine fifty eight. Oh, maybe you got up dare to the ten. You. Last time it it did not have a sub ten. But yeah, if ten people actually get sub ten on Mulan, I'll put it in Tiny Ten Ten. Otherwise, it's never gonna happen. So you're saying I should make seven speedrun.com accounts? No, and no, seven will, YouTube accounts. That will not count. How, you won't know it's me. <laughs> It'll be one I'll, of those like it'll be one of those like oh the person didn't talk whatever it's just yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. through Amrick yeah mm-hmm. you'll never know <laughs> maybe but I'll yeah, run so, it on E Bloody Candy's account what do you say about that <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah um, it got it got tweeted out I'll see what happens I don't think much is gonna happen we to have be three fair. people under under ten minutes by the way. Yeah, so out of, out of yeah. four, so yeah, there's seven more to go. <laughs> there is a hardness we'll faulty. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's Alien Three? That I don't know. That that is not a question of I don't want to put it in. It's just yeah. See, I yeah how do I put this game in the title? full game? Full game. Yeah, beat full the game. game. Yeah. If you so go yeah, in blind, you know what? You play for 10 hours. That's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out what the knife does. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's another unanswered question in the Game Boy. It doesn't community. even say in the manual. Yeah. What, what does the knife do? It must do something, but yeah. <laughs> what a piece of garbage. Uh, I mean, it's it's better than Pocahontas for the Game Boy, so whatever. For sure. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Wow, there's, I can't. There's a lot of just events happening, and then after like July is done, like there's just another plethora of things. Yeah, just, oh god, it's just never. Ending. It will not stop for quite a while now. Just never ending. Man, someday, someday. <laughs> uh, thoughts and suggestions by the audience. So yeah, if you guys have any feedback for us, thoughts. If you guys want to give us praise, like we'll take that. Even uh, yeah. we have a Discord. Uh, you can comment on SoundCloud. Like I'm, I'm on SoundCloud most days, just listening to whatever. Um, we have Twitches, Twitch, Twitches, Twitch channels. There we go, Twitch channels. Pop in, say hi, like, hey, I listen to the podcast. Cool, cool episode. Your partner, uh, Belphix, sounded like trash, but, you know, you sound a great moan. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, so, I mean, like, you know, hop in, say hi, do whatever. Um, we, we're always, we, we are always receptive to feedback, though, um, outside of this episode, because I apparently messed up my microphone settings and audacity. Um, mm-hmm. We are, you know, give us feedback on what you think could be, make the podcast better, you know, make each episode better. We're always looking to strive and be better um, no matter, no matter what. So as long as, long as it's within reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't be like, you guys should just buy a studio and set this <laughs> up. No, li- listen, listen. All right. <laughs> I have apparently three microphones plugged into my computer. And my computer doesn't know. And my computer doesn't know which is which. All right. You think we're going to run a studio here? <laughs> yeah. Plus, how would we even get to that studio? Like, I, yeah. some of one of us would have to make a trip constantly to that studio. We, so you would have we would also have to have money to actually move to that place. Oh yeah, we clearly just find the halfway point and built a, built yeah. a dome in the in the ocean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, with all that information, again, you can find it on gbrunners.com/tigb. Uh, on that is uh, mine, Mo's, and Legs's YouTube, Twitch, Discord. You can find the This Is Game Boy Discord. Patreon, uh, YouTube channel? Question mark. SoundCloud for sure. Yeah, we we have a YouTube, so I I might have linked it there already, um, because of course it's it's YouTube slash mz1bha yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, we we need subscribers or followers, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. So before we can change that, so feel free to just, just drop one. There's nothing on it, but you can. Well, yeah, maybe our live recording is. Oh no, that's on the Monochrome City one actually. Monochrome but yeah, City whatever. A, yeah. Um, I know Lakes is talking about putting our podcast on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah. It should but, be almost ready. And yeah. then they, they will be on YouTube as well. So, yeah. But again, it's work. <laughs> and yeah. Time that we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the next time you hear from Mo and I again, we're going to be talking about Night's Quest. You mentioned Night's Quest earlier. I sure did. Oh, so, it's going to be um, so good. Actually, not Night Quest. Just 
making that clear. It's oh, yeah, night, it night, it night, night quest night, and not night, night quest. quest, which is weird because night's quest it sounds better. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know English. Yeah. Came on, America. Came on, America. Whatever. We'll talk about it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks yeah. No, in, no, four in, weeks. in a month actually. Oh my god. Yeah, because <laughs> my light is in between, which will be about Irem games. Um, I love Irem probably games. my favorite developer slash producer for game. Hammer games, and so. Harry, yeah. best Irem game. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Probably. <laughs> You'll hear all about it next time. <laughs> all right, everyone. Talk to see you. See you later, I guess. Goodbye. Good yeah, night. there we go. Goodbye. And the final game. Yeah, wait wait a second because my cat is scratching my door. Soon I don't have a door anymore. <laughs> <laughs>